You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. You know, we are, you know, one of the the beauties of this, you know, NFT space is that there's really no one way or right way to do something. And let's face it, it's very easy for us to to listen and learn and see what's working and then copy what's working. But I also think there's, there's, you know, with that kind of copycat, like kind of world that exists right now, and a lot of things that are happening, it also kind of opens up the door for radical innovation. While at the same time, there's something beautiful about the power of well consistency, and I mean, we're we're <laughs> we're working here hard to prove that here on the podcast. But, you know, one of the things that I've been, you know, kind of, you know, thinking about working through and, you know, the, the beauty of it, you know, I've been going to a lot of in-person events. I actually just flew back uh, from Arizona this morning from speaking at an event out there at the uh, Creator Expo, which I'll be sharing a little bit more about over the next couple episodes. But one of the things that I, I've actually been really honing in on is, like, what are existing NFT projects doing when nobody is looking. And what I mean by that is, you know, there are a lot of projects that people just like assume like, oh my goodness, this is the project to be a part of. But usually like the hype, usually the FOMO, the fear of missing out, most of that is usually really kind of, you know, directed around you know, big, either uh, a new mint drop or uh, the art reveal or new utility coming out or a big announcement or, you know, heaven forbid, a celebrity buys that NFT. But the thing that I've been really working on paying attention to is, you know, it's, you know, the, we can talk about the, you know, bearish or bull market. We can talk about, you know, the, the ups and downs of the NFT space, but there's something beautiful about kind of like watching you know, watching a community grow and part of the things with community growth is that there's almost guarantee to be turnover. There's almost guarantee to be, you know, levels of, you know, change and transformation, uh, crisis management. I, I said this for, you know, many times on the podcast, but I think it's worth repeating that, you know, if a project that you're holding right now and you, let's say you've been holding it for a couple months, if it has not had drama or an issue or you know discovery of something that you know about the artist or about someone in the community or the founders they haven't gone through that yet you still have a ways to go because i believe every single community any every every, every single nft project is going to have like that ebbs and flows but they're going to have you know like bad news or a drama or something happening and and i think the 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 shady thing about like this kind of space is that you know there's a difference between 
things being like, hey, the byproduct of we're moving fast, trying a lot of things versus trying to put something off as that, that's really something that was done for being manipulative, right? And there's some projects recently that um, are, I wouldn't say even making the news, but they are definitely making their rounds through the NFT circles that are are doing some shady things, right? They're, they're releasing their one-of-ones, their most prized collections, and the only wallets that those are going into are the team uh, or their best friends or the family of the founders, right? And then there's, you know, there's also this like kind of like wave. And I will say like, you know, if we look back, you know, one of the things I've been, you know, kind of laughing about, you know, was like in the, in the summer, you know, we could say fall, but let's just say summer into fall last year, like you could sneeze out an NFT project and it would sell out pretty much right away. But how many of those projects, not floor price, how many of those projects communities are still thriving and still growing, still adapting, still kind of figuring out their way. And I would argue a lot of them have really reached this like stalled out spot, right? Where yes, they might you know have a poker game coming up and yes, they might be doing one Twitter space a week or follow, fo- follow for follow on Twitter. But for a lot of communities and, and, you, and actually, you know, even beyond communities for a lot of projects, for a lot of NFT collections, there is something to be said about like what's what is keeping that community thriving and connected while you're in between some of these waves. And I'll say like you know the the idea of FOMO or using emotional uh, marketing to grow a project or a community, I think is genius. I think we we know uh, you know things like sex sells, right? It's not like a, a surprise. But the 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 flip side of that is. If you're using emotional, you know, marketing or you're leveraging someone's emotions to join your community or or buy into your project or take advantage of a, you know, an upswing or a downswing, you also have to recognize that with those emotional connections that we have, it also is going to increase in our like desire for it to be success, but also like it can be we emotionally feel like wow, we love this project, we care about them. But then if we find out some of the things we loved about that project aren't what they thought they are, if we came in there guns blazing, we're probably going to come out of there guns blazing, right? We know what I mean by that, right? Like the idea that when I think about projects, right? When I'm like, man, this is a project I, you know, I, I can't miss. I have to jump into. Well, if you're in there, you're almost like, you're almost like emotionally vested, right? Or, or you're kind of like connected in a, in a deeper way. And I think for a lot of projects, they haven't figured out what that means. They haven't figured out how does this all kind of play together in like the bigger picture of, of you know, NFTs and community building. And, and I believe part of that actually comes down to storytelling. And I also believe that comes down to community empowerment and community growth. And then there's also something about like the identity. And I believe, you know, there's a, there's a lot of projects that are rolling out you know, generation two or second uh, wave or like the, the babies or the, whatever the, whatever the, the, the next generation is. And I, and I, one of the things I'm worried about is I think they start watering down the, the, not only the demand because there's now more supply, but they're watering down kind of like that emotional bond that people have or in other cases. And this is something that I would recommend you watching very, very carefully is if a collection has a small number 
of individual holders. And let's just say anything under 40%. Lately, I probably would say even if it's under 30% individual holders, it's definitely gonna be a red flag, right? Because now you know that there's really, you know, so much of that community is probably tied between a few people or a small group of people. And if those group of people are small, you know, those people are, let's face it, if they are, uh, they get frustrated, they have a bad day, they get in a fight with another uh, team member, or maybe they're just bored and they're tired, they could really change the entire trajectory of a project, right? So individual holders as a metric, the reason it's important is it really comes down to the idea of how do we mitigate power being held by only a few people in a community? And if you want to look at like the, the downside of that or some of the byproducts of that, what ends up happening is those people either start preying on the others or in some cases, the founders of projects have a tendency to only focus on those people, right? Give them priority, give them exclusive things. And then there becomes this haves and have not feeling within communities. And so the thing I wanted to say is that I've been studying a lot of projects that I would consider, you know, the potential to be massively successful, but yet also not like out of that range of what people can buy into. And, and I know many of you have heard here on the podcast, you know, I, the project I've talked about the most that I don't individually hold, or let me rephrase that. I didn't individually hold until yesterday was the lazy lions and the lazy lions is a project that, uh, I actually shared this tweet, you know, back in when I first discovered them, uh, in September and then in October, I was like, you know what? I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump into this community but their floor price had risen and we were also planning in going into New York. And I, you know, I really was trying to figure out like, you know, what, what are, what are I looking for in these communities and projects? And I was really focused on holding my liquidity, but the lazy lions is a great example of a project that from afar I've continued to be a fan. And yesterday, um, you know, I was jumped into uh, lazy lions. You can check out my Twitter profile photo. And I love people reaching out and saying, Brian, like what, what triggered it now? Or why did you wait so long? Or if you've loved it this whole time, why haven't you got involved? And I'll say part of it is like, you know, I'm a big fan of like the story and a big fan of uh, really making sure that what I'm doing or the actions I'm taking are also matching other things that are going on in my life. And so in a weird way, I got to a point where I said, you know what? I'm not going to jump in and there's another project that I'm not going to mention right now at the moment, but there's, there was two projects. Lazy lions was one of them that I said, you know what? I'm going to jump in there when the timing is right for me and the timing is right for what I, you know, kind of how, how, where my time is and, and the connection I want to have and really the time I can dedicate to the community. And I will tell you the, the funny thing about like all of this kind of like connection is like for me, one of the things that I will just put out there is when I see somebody and this can be someone that, you know, only owns one of the NFTs and they're holding it for five months. And all of a sudden they say, you know what, at this point, I just love this collection. I'm going to buy four more. I'm going to buy three more or someone that says, Hey, I've been a fan. I've been watching them and now I'm going to jump in in a way to me that holds so much more weight than someone that's like jumping in because the floor went just a floor finally went down and I can afford it or the floor is going up. So I want to jump in to ride the wave or even just that emotional connection that I was talking about earlier. And, and I am an emotional person. I want to first put this out there, right? I am emotional. Um, 
I'm emotional as a man. I'm emotional as someone that is neurodivergent. I, I know that I am often, um, I will often, you know, cry or get emotional um, where, where in some cases where others uh, might not. There was, a, there was a, a Mother's Day commercial on the TV uh, and I, I could feel myself getting a little bit emotional. And, and I share all that because here's the thing. Like acting as if we can not act on our emotions is idiotic, right? It's it's stupid to be like, don't FOMO into a project or don't jump in just because you heard them on Twitter spaces. I mean, I can tell you, you know, we host Alpha Mondays every single Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern time, myself, Shira Lazar and Manushka. And almost every single Monday, I'm buying into a project. Someone that comes up and tells their story. Someone comes up and shares their journey. Someone comes up talks about the things they care about, the mission. And I get like that emotional connection and I end up buying into the project to support or to add it to our collection or, or what it might be. And I think there's something beautiful about that. But I actually would argue that the thing that we have to be aware of as collectors is just owning the fact that sometimes some of our decisions are going to be emotional based and we have to give, forgive ourselves from that. But we also doesn't mean we, don't, we, we shouldn't be compounding those issues, right? And so we have to be aware of those things. As those that want to create NFT projects right now, one of the things that you have to recognize is that I believe, and, I, and I, part of the reason I love slow burn projects is because people become vested in the community, not because of their emotional reaction to get in, but because of their emotional connection once they are inside, so I believe one of the lessons that we can take from this, and this is something that I'm going to put into practice very soon, and we're going to demonstrate that here um, with a project with a project that we'll be rolling out, which I can't wait to share more on uh, this month here in the month of May. But I will just say, emotional marketing or emotional triggering to use emotions to get people in, yes, it works. Yes, it's part of the game. We have to own that. But giving people that emotional tie to the community once they're in, making people feel as though that their voice is heard, making, having, allowing people to connect with others, right? People, people miss out on this a lot. Like powerful NFT communities aren't about connecting their, their, their NFT owners deeper with the founders. It's about the actual, the NFT owners connecting deeper with each other and kind of growing that circle that I've talked about on other podcasts where we can expand that circle. But I will say this, when you get people emotionally invested, maybe maybe there are people that are stepping up to be moderators. Maybe people are creating graphics for your project. Maybe they're buying merchandise for your from your project. That tie, that emotional tie, that like that feeling like we're building something together is to me one of the most beautiful aspects of this NFT community and this NFT world. And and here's the interesting part. I've retweeted and celebrated Lazy Lions and their success these last six months, seven months, the entire time, even though I haven't held one. Because part of me believed I would always hold one. But even if I didn't, even if they had taken off out of my price range um, over the last month or two, I would have known that what I was witnessing, what I believed in, was also had that trajectory of possibilities. And I am a big believer in that we should be celebrating other great projects that aren't in our bags that are doing great things because the more people, the more projects that are raising the bar that are doing things the right way, 
it drowns out the bad guys. It drowns out those people that I was talking about earlier that are, you know, they forget that the blockchain doesn't lie. And they forget that, that doing those shady things tells us more, not just about those decisions, but about the entire character of the project, the mission and the commitment that we're going to see for projects coming away. And I will tell you, we're going to see more projects that are, are fully vested do some creative things like money back guarantees. We're going to see ones that are going to be doing more like full transparency and how wallet managers are set up and how things are deployed. Um, even, you know, I was able to, you know, catch a demo this week uh, of a product that is really doing a lot of things in the raffle giveaway conversation so that people can actually see transparently that, you know, websites like Premint or others are, are you know truly randomizing and giving people you know everyone an even chance to play this game but I think there is something really cool if you look at projects and you realize that they're doing great things even when the spotlight's not on them because that's just an easy kind of connection to be like you know what when they really get the attention they deserve when they really grow when they really thrive watch out world that's when the magic is going to happen Hopefully you guys enjoyed that little take and little, you know, perspective. Love to hear from you, you know, jump into our discord, jump over on Twitter, use the hashtag NFT365. Let me know what projects you keep your eyes on, maybe even that you don't hold, or maybe what projects that you're, you know, kind of a looking at from afar and being like, you know what, these projects are really, you know, holding strong and they have some big things coming in the works, right? There's a, there's a metaverse play or there's a, a next version of their, of their products play or there's a snapshot coming, whatever that may be. Uh, hit us up. You, know, you can use NFT, hashtag NFT365 over on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, love to hear from you, the you amazing listeners. Uh, and lastly, as most of you know, we are super powered by the ADHD coin at Rally. And I just got to say, you know, we've been on this journey. Before we launched the podcast, we had about 450 holders we hit 1,600 holders uh, a couple days ago, and today we crossed 1,650 holders, and it's kind of wild. We're, we're, we're almost pushing to this like 50 to 80 new holders of ADHD coin a week. My friends, we are just getting started. If you want to jump on the train, you want to kind of come on with us, jump over to ADHDcoin.com and let me know. Jump over into our Discord. Let us know that you jumped in. You got your Rally account. You connected it to your Discord. And uh, you might just get something uh, special just for doing that as well. But until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers.